Welcome to Whiskey in the Stream, where we play 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons in a homebrew setting. This is a real play podcast with adult language and nonsensical whimsy, you have been warned. I'm Ken, and I'll be your dungeon master this evening, so let's get started. Uh, and sure enough, like at first it's a little bit weird because you can see the I and like the C and part of a line or something on to Kalen, but then on Gurdon it's a rest is like this other weird curvy cur- line. Uh, and if you guys stand by, side by side, you can see I cute. Nice and neat. Well, not neat. It's it's a blood spray, so I mean it's neat, neat. not the operative word. It's the, it's the other meaning of neat. neat. It's neat. Yeah. Like interesting. Um, all right. Anything else for your turn, Kalen? Because that's your action, your movement. So your bonus. Um, he's not going to drop the rage yet, but he is going to kind of do a little bow to the gorilla and, and kind of walk away, break eye, like not make eye contact not look at him, even put his back to him to show the back that it's like and just start heading back towards oh wait no I can't. I'm at my movement. Alright. Uh repair and norm are in the back yelling. Uh the Goralin lifts up and thumps itself one more time. Seeing that none of you are like even making any kind of eye contact with it, it snorts. Just this big puff of air and a little bit of troll ash gets sprayed up and it reaches in and grabs a burnt bone and lifts it up and puts its back to you all and shouts into the forest just <laughs> and then you can hear this resounding cry within the woods as more of them begin shouting back and it snaps the bone and throws it into the still burning bits of troll Dumping itself and then walks slowly into the forest. And you can see it's keeping like a side eye on all of you, but it's trying to make itself look like it's not paying attention to you and just sort of, you know, going badass into the woods by itself. And going to lean over to Gurdon and be like, it totally thinks it did that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It kind of forgot it was getting choked out two seconds ago, but that's okay. But as it leaves, you all wait a moment, and you can hear the sound of trees shaking as it appears the Garalan troop, led by this victorious uh, leader. Alive. Alive leader. Alive. Uh, Head their way off further to the east. Um, it takes a moment, Root, for you to set the piles of dirt back. Uh, but you do so. The horse has been picking at underbrush and just kind of chomping. Not being able to see what's going on seems to have helped it greatly with its concern. Uh, Norm is holding his weird crossbow up into the wagon. Her pair is holding his hammer and directing it towards them. And Asti has her head turned around and little licks of flame are going around her teeth as she is also staring into the wagon. So they have kind of flanked it. 
I'm so proud of my babies. Okay, so apparently that weasel was going to try to run away. <clears throat> the Duke Weasel? The Duke? Yeah, the, the Duke Weaselton of weaselness stuff. Um, and the Duke is actually oddly quiet, and you can see that the side of his face is swollen and red. Uh, Gurdon, you using a hammer recognize that neat sort of outline that comes along with a bludgeoning weapon. And her pair is just grinning ear to ear. It does not take long to figure out. Her pair probably clocked him in the head with the, the hammer. Alright. I assume I assume that Manso's still here, though, right? Yes, he has two daggers out and is standing in front of Duke between himself and her pair, uh, but he's not doing anything further. Okay. Uh, but he definitely seems to be more concerned with Asti behind him than he is with Norm or her pair. Okay. Asti didn't get a chance to react, right? No, she didn't get a chance. She was going to yeah. act at the end of that turn, but you guys support somebody. All right, I'm going to let Asti know we're, we're chill now. You get a feeling of positive, and then you get an image of the Duke and negative, and I fix uncertain. <laughs> no, uh, so, no, so um, I think um, uncertain as well, Duke, and then no fix yet. <laughs> And you can see that the flames kind of go away for a moment as she's considering what you've relayed back. And it kind of like looks back and then just... Uh, it's this high-pitched screech noise of like glass on glass. Just Yeah. Uh, and just see her teeth are kind of like gnashing together and little gouts of flame are coming. Um, Duke is just staring at Asti, petrified. Um... Man, so I was trying to whip around, going back and forth. Meow, meow. And then Norm is going to, like, still with one hand on his little hand crossbow, wave over at somebody. He's, like, not making eye contact with anyone, so he's just waving to see who comes. Can we see him at this point because of... Uh, because Root has removed, uh, or she's already fixed all of the... Oh, okay, 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 okay. I assume we're out of combat. We are currently out of combat. Okay. I have lost. So Dookie, my Dookie, my uh, my little friend doesn't like you. So, um, try and be chill, my guy. <laughs> this was scary. We were going to grab our belongings and go when that one attacked me. Which one? I, I can't tell them apart. The one with the, the bigger stick. That's pretty racist, my guy. <laughs> Look, whatever you want to call your pet. They all the same. I mean, they're, they're both pets, right? You don't keep kobolds. Everyone's going to look at Mansell. Oh, like, this is all the Duke, but the accent is shifting. 
Um, um this intimidation factor by like tracking thorn with there, there's a flint from both of them and Norm. That <laughs> <laughs> tracks. What happened to your eyes, Beepy? All right, cut off for me. What happened to the? What happened to your voice, Beepy? This is a terrifying moment. This is this is scary. Anyone's voice would crack under pressure. Coming down on them. Crack. Coming down on me. Crack. Anne's also going to look at him and be like, so you're more scared than a horse? The horse was just chilling. The horse is just chewing cud. Yeah. It's been chilling the whole time, and they spook at anything. So you're saying you're more... Is it? Was it the, was it the troll? Or was it the gorilla? Or was it... That ten feet of wall you couldn't see over. That wall was only five feet tall from my perspective, good sir. And, yes, all the things, four-foot-armed gorillas in the woods, all of them, and a troll. I have every right to be afraid. See, The horse is just too stupid to know it's afraid. Okay. (laughs) I'm not going to argue with this man. Dude, I'm gonna level with you. You got two options. <laughs> Maybe three. You start telling us the truth, or I let Asti quit. Yeah, Asti's the one we should be scared of. <laughs> I don't say that out loud. I don't say that out loud. <laughs> I feel like the whole party feels that way, though. <laughs> Everyone's thinking. Everyone in this group is thinking it. <laughs> yeah, sure. You're not wrong. Uh, uh, who is Asti? Asti wants cuddles. Fire cuddles. So we want. So the person that we should be afraid of is the one who will fix it by giving us cuddles. Yes. No. She With gives me fire. cuddles. She fixes you. On demand. Not right now. I make it very clear. Is Not it? right now. <laughs> Pulls back down. I would just like to this all to a, a level of truth. At least truth. I will say. If we cannot get to Kaylin, I allow Asti to fix. I heard Kaylin allow Asti to fix, and that's all I can make out. Oh. If we can't get to a level of, like, truce, at least. Not yet. Just some, some sort of understanding? I think it has been an emotional experience for everyone. Um, I say we probably should make camp. Okay. Um, maybe call it a day okay. for the travel, because it's probably late at night, right? Right. It's close to dinner time. You guys have only been traveling for about eight hours. I say we give the the horse a rest, the duke a rest. Uh, his butt is probably very tender right now and probably needs a new cleaning. Mansell will probably help with that, but you know. Wait, you're, you're wanting to stop here? Probably safe here. 
We just fix here. I mean, you're welcome to go follow the gorillas if you want. Can't we just move on, like, another two, maybe three hours away from here? Ethan is like, is that Ken? Or is this Duke? Where I can make fun of Duke and pick on Duke. What am I doing? What's my game plan? I'm going to say it's Duke. I mean, if the rest of the party's for that, I think here is a perfect place. I'm here for it, my guy. You all can't be serious. You, you know what's in this area. Exactly. So that means we know what to expect. Actually, Duke and Mansa both look back and forth. You, you two are okay with haunted hills and ghosts and creatures. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so you know what's in this area right now? They look back and forth. Just rumors. rumors. This is a dangerous area. Dude, this is is why nobody likes you. This is that spruce thing I was talking about, Dookie. Okay, look. Uh, And then Manso, like, pipes up, and he quickly sheathes his sword or daggers and holds his hands up. All right, look, yeah. Um, Go be honest. I know he's a twop, but listen here, right? This is like a bad place. I don't know what kind of shit went down here, but it's bad for all of us. We could just get the fuck away from here. Like we got like fifteen minutes before we hit bad shit. And then if we can just fuck off for like as many hours as you guys are willing to go, like I'm good for that. I don't know, I sound like repair all of a sudden, but it's okay. That, well that's why I was gonna ask you, is this actually his accent slipping or is it just because it's late and you're a DM and you've been voicing four different people tonight. That part. Okay. It's a very fair question, though. <laughs> I mean, you said the other guy's accent was slipping, so. Yeah. That one was intentional. This one was not. <laughs> My bad. Well, how about some honesty first? That was, that was completely being honest. Like, I don't know what the fuck happened there, but we cannot be here. Damn it, it's a repair again. <laughs> it is repair, yeah. So, um, are you? What do you mean? What happened here? Like the troll, the thing we killed, that thing. Oh, that the troll's a dick, sure, but no, there's some sort of like weird sort of supernatural sort of shit that happened. Ooh, question: What kind of supernatural? I don't know, but is it a fox? Fox? No, it's some sort of like weird ass. Ghosts, maybe. I'm not quite sure exactly what it is. Now I'm a gnome. I don't fucking know what's happening. <laughs> I've, I've, I've got through like five different accents right now. I'm sorry. Assume man who's using his normal voice and like he sounds normal and sort of weirdly British, but not quite right. And that's just. It's not working right now. No, it's not. I'm broken. It's fine. Is he supposed to be Cockney? Damn it. Yeah, he was. Well, you know what, just assume Cockney accent, and I will try not to brutalize it any further. Or just, we'll assume Cockney accent, you can just, you don't have to use an accent. Thank you. We, we, we know where the heart is, Ken. Um, but no, Kayla's actually going to keep prying and being like, I'm pretty sure we should stay here, I mean. I mean we could probably move on for, you know, 
it would it would probably cost a little more for us to you know go out of our way to to throw the extra effort in today. I mean, I'm pretty tired. I just beat the shit out of a troll. We'll pay. They're both in unison. Okay. <clears throat> okay. That was an extra gold sound. Um, a, a, a bag of? That gold will pay for all the paper you littered. No. Yeah, yeah. Manzo gets nervous. How about another one from me? What's in the... Uh, mm, nah, fam. Start digging through the uh, side of the car looking for a knapsack. <laughs> Halen starts gathering firewood. What's in this box back here, guys? It's 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 all my paperwork. Seriously, you all want to try to sleep here? We're not gonna try. We're gonna do that thing. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? You'll see. So will you? If you don't want us. We'll just stay up all night. That'll be yeah. good. Yeah, we'll sleep tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Or what if we put you to sleep tomorrow? You you can't do that. That's <laughs> incredibly Paris <laughs> <laughs> in the back. Hang on, why is this? Hey. Why are these fucking guys scared, anyway? Uh, they say this part of the forest is cursed and haunted and some spirits. I don't know. They're just, they just want to get to their destination quicker, and we're saying we should call it a night. Wait, that shit's haunted? Is that real? What the? No, of course it's not real. I mean, ghosts as a, as a, a concept, yes, those are, those are real, but I fucking know it! No, that's not what that's not what's happening here. This just sounds nonsense. It sounds like superstition, best, and evilness at most likely. Well, can I do a perception check to see like how, or some sort of check to see how truthful they're being about like us needing to leave? Insight check. Insight. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Uh, good news is they are not appearing to try and be deceptive in the moment. Uh, but what you're reading is genuine fear. But because you've spent quite some time in a port town, it's the same sort of fear that you've gotten from kind of roguish sailors, the sort of ill-informed group of people, the ones that you tend not to want to be stuck in the tavern with at late at night, mm-hmm. that tend to believe in all of the extra nonsense. Uh, so they apparently believe whatever it is that they're being afraid of. So, Doofy, I know you and I to the best of How about for 20 gold? Ooh, I was thinking like 50. Caitlin's going to start making camp while she's saying all this. I don't have 20 with me. I hope you have it where we're going. 
I can't give it to you now. I can give it to you when we get there. I'll give you 20. I will give you 25 when we get there. If we go four hours away from here. Like, I don't have it now. I can't give it to you right now. Um, can you write on the paper that you like to throw out? Contract of this agreement? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he begins to bring out his quill and uh, pulls out two different inks and mixing between them and writes all this out. Um, While he does that, Root wants to look to the group and be like, Hey guys, I forgot to tell you earlier. Mm-hmm. But that ink combination is the same as before, and there's some magic there that I just can't figure out what it is. Oh, oh good. Let me take and a look at that. Duke freezes. Yeah, I'm going to take a yeah. look at that, too. Okay. Uh, as you go ahead and make an Arcana check. Crit. <laughs> Dukey just got caught. So you can see that what is being written does not appear to be what actually shows up on the page. You are unable to glean what the difference in the messages are because of the way it seems to work, but you absolutely see bits of the weave, the arcane weave, which is a little bit foreign for you because you use divine magic, but you still know of arcane magic. And you can see that some of that is being imbued into this shifting perception so that what you're seeing is not necessarily what is actually being written. Hmm. But you can't make out what is actually being written. You don't see anything that screams out to you illusion, but the ma- the weave is being used in some way to alter this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some fuckery is afoot. D- so, Doki, um... This this is why no one likes you. So here's what we're gonna do. Um, we're gonna move without you. I'm gonna be fine with that. So instead of unpacking my knapsack, I'm just gonna start yanking his box and shit out of the wagon. <laughs> what about the money we paid you? You didn't. We paid you to take us to a destination. You paid us half. To take you to a destination, and we got you half to your destination. Mission accomplished. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Mansell, <laughs> yeah. you're free to join us. This ass hat can sit in the woods. Unless you want to start talking to us. Hey, look. Assume Cockney accent. Uh. <laughs> look. There really is something possessed here. Okay. He would say whatever it takes to get his ass out of trouble. There really is something fucked up in these woods. Cool. So what's going on with this sheet of paper, my guy? He looks down at it. I, I don't know. It looks... I want him to answer me now. Well, contracts need to have loopholes. All right, I'm no. gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take your pen and I'm gonna break it in your face in a second. What are you writing on this fucking piece of paper? <laughs> I was just trying to write in a loophole 
So that I'm if you got there and you murdered Just stop what you're saying. Stop what you're saying. You've been doing this shit since you got in my fucking wagon. I don't like it. What the fuck are you doing? And while that is happening, Kalen will lift up his chest. On the ground. I'm gonna... Then I'm gonna say, I'm gonna tell you what I'm gonna do with this chest here in a second. Alright. I'm gonna put a ball of fire on it, and I'm gonna watch my dragon eat it. Now. What the fuck are you doing? There's confusion, and then, like, they look back at Asti, who they realize whose head is draconic, and she snaps at him, and they both pull back. <laughs> they look at each other and look back. And then Manso turns back to the Duke. Quit fucking around. <laughs> Sign it the way she wants, and shut the fuck up. Again, assume Cockney normal accent. Jan's gonna look at Mansell. So you can give him orders. My life's at stake. I'm going to do what I need to do. And you see Duke get ready to protest and then like turns and looks back at you and he can see that you've already started to conjure some of the energy you need to cast Continual Flame. And he can see Asti but the worst part of it is that the flames are licking up, but what appears to be drops of lava are dripping down. Uh, and you know it's just, you know, it's just her drooling a little bit, and it's a bit of the saliva. It gives it sort of a reddish tinge. He doesn't know that. So this fire-breathing, lava-dripping beast made of crystal is glaring at him. This Leonin with flame in his hand ready to go is glaring. A metal man. The kobolds are not really making much of an impact. Let's let's be completely honest. Uh, the thorn whip, though, definitely probably is making an impact. Uh, what was before dismissed as a joke is now a little bit concerning since they watched a troll get dragged. <laughs> okay. Okay. Normal link. Normal quill. No loopholes. You get 20 gold. When we get to the city? 40. Are you really gonna? And then Manson goes, shut the fuck up. It's 40. Arrive alive. Bitch about it later. <laughs> um, and like, it takes him a minute. Like, he writes up the contract and you see he only uses one ink well this time. But when he gets to the money, he leaves it blank for a minute and then fills out the rest of it and goes back. 20? 45. Is this going to go up every time I ask? 50. <laughs> he writes in 50. Signs it and gives it to you. Oh, who takes the paper? I'm going to look at Gurdon because he's contract yeah. man. I rolled a pretty solid Arcana check, so I'm going to take that paper. <laughs> uh, you take it, you can see that there's sand that's been sprinkled on top of it to help it dry a little faster. Uh, nothing normal. appears arcane. Nothing seems magical coming off of it. Alright. Looks looks fine to me, guys. Galen's going to pick up the case, but kind of like pick it up from one side, let it kind of roll on its side. Oh, fell over, so it's tipped completely over. Pick it up again, roll it again, 
and then put it in there on its side. Got it. I'm He's hoping at... while he was doing all this, he heard things just moving around and going everywhere. I'm going to look at the Duke dead ass in the face and be like, I'm like an elephant bitch, and I'm going to walk away. <laughs> What's that? What's that mean? I don't know. Just don't find out. It means we don't forget. Is that what and elephants then... do? What the fuck's an elephant? If I hear that, I'm going to turn around and go, They both pull back. Norm pulls back. As you just cocks your head to the side. Oh my gosh. Alright, so what do you do with the letter? Like, it's, you just, it's just blank sort of sheet of parchment. Right, or not blank, sorry, it's filled out. But it's just this plain, flat sheet. I assume they're all stunned by the, uh, (laughs) the activity that's transpired. So I'm going to hop in the wagon. Um, hopefully where they can't see me. I'm going to tuck it away in one of the corners of my, my sack, my, 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 my rock sack there. Got it. And, and Root just wants to throw more chaos and confusion to the mix by blowing the Duke a kiss and getting back on, like, the, her, her little spots of timing. Looks like I'm getting mixed messages. <laughs> don't, 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 just don't. Um, so, going to leave real close to the Duke. Get in the wagon. So they had not left the wagon. Uh, they tried to leave, and Norman or Pear actually pinned them in uh, with Asti. So they were unable to escape. And Kalen will sit, but he'll sit next to the door. So it's <clears throat> front of the wagon, Duke, Kalen, back door. Got it. Got it. Man sitting. You got that spread going. It's definitely uncomfortable for the Duke. Um, do you all continue or do you stay put? I mean, we just negotiated for 50 gold, so I think we continue on. Yeah. We'll, we'll do the two hours, like they said. Got it. Root. And uh, who was with you when you wrote the symbol? After about 30 minutes, uh, Kaylin, you notice that Gurdon and Root both snap their head backwards, staring upwards, and Question. they seem to lose control. Yes, Because I did write three symbols with intention of giving one to Kaylin. Was I ever that to uh, if you wanted to give it to whomever, you had plenty of time to do so before any combat. So, who would you have given this symbol to? I was keeping one. I was. I gave one to Gurdon and gave one to Kaylin. Okay. All right. So Norm or Pear, Duke and er, Manso and Asti have not seen the symbol. Correct. Okay. The three of you. Your vision goes black. Even though I'm in a covered wagon? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so it's about 30 minutes after this little moment, and your vision just goes black. You see absolutely nothing. And, Kalen, for you, it's definitely unusual, because even in your century rest, you still see what's going on around you. You're still aware. 
Uh, and even when you have an interaction with the odd device that Percival has, there's something happening. Right now, there is nothing. And it continues on that way for what feels like a long time. And you begin to see three points of light forming this upside-down triangle that then begins to slowly rotate around. And as it rotates, lines begin to connect each dot. At first, it's like, okay, what's connecting from the right side? No, it's rotating, so now it's the left. Well, if it's coming from... And for each of you, it seems to shift. Anytime you try to mentally focus on a dot, the line is coming from a different side until it finally connects. What And as it does, the orientation of the triangle seems to become unimportant. You see this symbolism of three. And this triangle focus now flat on the ground. And every time you look at it, it's oriented a different direction. It's pointed up, it's pointed to the left, it's, it's spinning. But, yeah, it's like a compass, sort of. Uh, just kind of spinning about. Uh, but it, it doesn't really seem to matter. Like, you recognize this is happening, but you know that's not the important part. And then you see nine points of red form around it in this sort of almost circular fashion. And as the red points of light begin to grow brighter and brighter, there is a green flash. As if a bit of ivy has smacked you in the face, and you see that weird symbol sort of shaped like a seven, uh, with a bit of a curl and a star. And then you come back to, and you can see everything going on around you just fine. Uh, the Duke and Manso are shouting at each other. Norm and her pair are in Kalen and Gurdon's face trying to shake you. Nasty is pawing at Root. You guys okay with what, what happened? Yeah, you guys were totally the fuck, like, spaced out. And Root, you're getting concern, 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 concern. Root wants to um, pet Asti and reassure her and then send Asti, like, the same image that she just saw. You see Asti's head snap back and she's staring straight up. And she seems out of it for... 30 seconds, a minute, two minutes, three minutes. It takes about five or six minutes before she snaps out of it and then is looking back at you. And you get images of the triangle, you get nine dots, and you get confusion. What is going on? The trees were talking. I'm glad you guys were paying attention, but I'm a little concerned that you all, like, were really spaced out. It, you know, it was a good... It, it'd be like that sometimes. I mean... Um, Kaylin, wait. Was the message shared with Kaylin? Which message? Like, the message that Root saw. Yeah, she read it to you before you told me she didn't me to go over. Yeah. She gave each of you a written copy so you had seen that symbol. Okay. And then you all had that same shared vision. And um, it appears that no one else did. 
until the image was given to Asti, and then all of a sudden she had it. He's going to give it to Norm. He's going to let Norman repair see his symbol. Is this something we're supposed to... And their heads snap back. Uh, and same thing. 30 seconds, minute, two, three, five or six go by before they snap out of it. And Norm is just sitting there slack jaw and repairs like, I could use a fucking drink. Welcome to the tree. Caleb okay. Kelly over. Do we need to give this to the Duke and Mansell? Okay. What, what did you all see? You all were possessed, yes? I told you. We must keep going. Sure, we'll keep going. Um, you all continue down, and at the end of the night, you begin to set up camp. Duke and Manso seem a little nervous, but they kind of converse in it. You made it out of this horrid space. You're going to survive. Just money. You'll be fine. And all of you, Norman or Pear included now, as well as Asti, look and see that you are standing on the edge of a hill. You were quite positive you passed this hill a very long time ago, several hours, in fact. And the hill is ringed with trees that stop in a hard edge. Root, what you are familiar with are creatures called wood woads, which look like living tree stumps, much smaller ends, if that helps. Um, and you see them walk into a tree and show up at a different one. And for you, it's easy to tell the difference. For everyone else, it's just these tree creatures that fade in and out of trees. But you can tell, okay, well, that's that one's bark is totally different from that one. Everyone else is like, they all look kind of the same. It's... It's tree people. But they're all watching you all. But anytime you make eye contact with them, they nod at you. And Norman or Perry, you'll see them nodding randomly. And the two, Duke and Manso, do not. They do not seem to see a hill. They don't seem to see any of these creatures. They're just getting set up at the base of the hill as if nothing's going on. Who is taking what watch? Or is anyone going to sleep right now? Palin would volunteer probably for like the majority of it because was it six hours sentinel rest? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he would let them know like you guys can sleep and I can keep watch for six hours without being asleep. Root wants to try to talk to the three people first. Okay. That should be easy enough to do. Uh, let's see if you guys share a language, though. You must. Oh, you posted your language somewhere in the chat, didn't you? Oh, you actually do not share a common language. Uh, you get this, you know, it's a very light language. It is fancy and free and it flows together beautifully and it, it conjures to mind the wind whipping through branches or a stream gurgling across uh, with an occasional hard stop uh, but it's hard to make out um, 
Okay, I don't see anybody else's language posted, and I've already forgotten, so I apologize. Uh, what languages do you guys speak again for Gurdon and Kelly? Leonin. I'll try Leonin in common. And then, Kaylin, what was yours? <clears throat> Celestial, common, draconic, and undercommon. Okay. Damn it. I put way too much in the fucking NPCs. I really need to stop making them real characters and just, like, make them NPCs. Question. Yes. Um... As like an offer to try to determine whether since I can't speak to them, an offer to determine it's cutting out real bad. I couldn't hear anything that you were saying. As a way to inquire if we have like protection and safety, could I provide them? Using my lovely thorn work that I like to do, a branch with some flowers of um, yarrow, which is like a symbolization of protection, as an offering, and see how they react to it. Okay. Uh, let's see. Go ahead and give me a spellcasting ability check. So wisdom plus proficiency plus d20, but with advantage. If you just click like attack roll or spell attack roll, it should do it too. Oh yeah, oh wisdom. Got it. Uh, they, you see, one of them forms pulling out of the tree in front of you, uh, sets its club down and puts both hands up and bows its head and accepts it from you, and takes it into itself. The bits of the flowers forming now into its own, like bits of its head, start showing those flowers growing. Like and head. then Asti <laughs> drops down text to you because why I gave her this language, I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> Begins speaking in this fey tongue. And, but it's broken and staccato. It's not nearly as fluid as what these wooden creatures are. And they speak nice and flowy and hers is a bit shorter and sort of cut apart. Um, but eventually you start getting messages from Asti of protect, yes, they punish. I'm going with this. Do you relay any of that? Yes. To whom? Um, to um, Kaylin and Norman Repair. But... Not the other two? No, I don't care about them. All right. Um, so you see them kind of very quickly form this semicircle around you, and then it breaks, forming this almost pointed line towards the Duke and Manso, and then forms another semicircle, and then they fade into the trees. And then the Duke and Manso both look around and they're like, Okay, well, that was quite weird. Um, is this important? I don't understand. Like, we've... You, you got... What? What is... 
What is that? And they seem to be gesturing towards the top of the hill. Aelin's gonna go over. Alright, Mansell and the Duke sitting like side by side or like facing each other? Side by side facing up the hill. He's gonna just show Mansell the symbol. But not the Duke. And <laughs> take it away. Okay. Root and Gurdon, where are you guys facing? Mm. Probably, I don't know. I'm probably looking at um, wherever Asti's cruising around. I'd be following. I'd be following her. Uh, she was next to Root after talking to the tree creatures. Yeah. Uh, so then it's up to you, because in Kaelin, uh, the Duke and Mansa would have been kind of off to your left in that case. So you could either yeah. be looking up the hill, so, down at Aspie, across to them. So I don't know. So once I have watched this um, conversation transpire in front of me, I would have probably, speaking from Gurdon's point of view... Um, relaxed a little bit and I don't know, let my eyes wander. So I don't know that I'd be like focused on anything specific. Be in a more relaxed state. Um Root, how about you? Which direction are you looking? I'm probably looking towards Norman Repair because those were the last people I was talking to. They're kind of down to your right. Uh, at the moment they're looking at you. Uh Gurnan, go ahead and give me a perception check, but at disadvantage. Okay. Okay. Uh, Caitlin, you do not see. Norman Appair and Root do not see. Gurdon, out of the corner of your eye, before you have a chance to turn away, you kind of glance up the hill, and you realize that some of these bits of trees that you assumed were stumps sticking up out are spaced out neatly. And then you start to see that these trees are not planted. They aren't trees. They're bits of ash that have... They're humanoids. They appear to be physical humanoids with their hands up as if they were offering a prayer. And just congealed ash that at first you would take like it's a, a bit of birch or something. But you can no longer look away. Your eyes kind of have this green sheen that comes over top of it, though. And you start to see things a little bit differently. And this is quite different than what Duke would see. You see the PG version. Duke does not. (laughs) What you see is these humanoids, but in life. Dressed in fine clothes, all of them offering up, their hands are covered in blood. And this red line, like a thread that's tied to their chest and leaps out to the center of the hill, where you can't see it, but you know there is a stone altar comprised of three pieces that slowly rotate around a sphere. And in the middle, you see this gray-white humanoid that is slowly taking form as more of these red lines connect and twist around it. 
Are there nine of them? <laughs> there are nine people with nine threads that connect to the center point. And you see a huge humanoid. Head and shoulders that burst out from the hill, grabbing down in. You see the fingers have too many joints that bend and flex the wrong directions as it begins to claw up the dirt and rip through some of the bodies of the nine people around it. And for you, you just see as the fingers rip through and they just sort of dissipate. Judging by the screams that you hear from Duke, he's probably seeing something slightly different. The green sheen flashes over your eyes several times as these hands flex and bend the wrong way. And while disturbing, never really pushes against your mind too far. And you see as this thing lifts up, its head a triangle that dominates the face. Where the face should be, this gray, beigeish mass and a triangle of nothing. Like Vanta Black, but sinister and you see a spray of this black tentacles that ripple out from it whipping around the head and you then see a swarm of druids come charging up the hill all around it spells are being cast they're turning into animals all these wild things are just crashing in on this area and all of them calling out on the earth on the Silver Mother, on Dagandrom, and on each other, crashing down spell after spell. And you see the creature begin to get beaten back before you manage to regain control of your head. And by reflex, you flex and whip around to try to look away. And you see Duke's face erupt into this black void in the middle of his face and tentacles whipping around before they grab the sides of his head and rip it apart. You all wake up in the morning with the benefit of a long rest. There is a large red and black stain on the ground. Manso is still there. There is no sign of Duke. I think that's where we'll call it for tonight. Fuck. I may have made a great choice or a horrible choice? Who knows? I'm glad you guys shared it with Norman Repair because I was about to get real fucking bad. Yeah, that's why I was like I reread as like, know the symbol, be safe. (gasps) Norm Repair. Mm -hmm. It's like, darn it, I wanted to kill off some of these NPCs. Is um... Is the horse still chilling with us? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, because the horse's intelligence is too low to have been affected by it. Perfect. Ooh. Good question there, Green. Yeah. And Asti's still with us, right? Yes, because you guys showed her the image. Oh, that would have been bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Real bad. Really, really bad. <laughs> We'll Yay! Like, like rewrite parts of this campaign bad. What? Wait. What? What, what now? I missed. If Asti didn't see the symbol. Oh, <laughs> it was kept from her up until the end. Yeah, we made some wise decisions at the end. 
I made some fantastic decisions at the end of maybe we should just just be safe. So here's here was my mindset there. Um and I'm glad that we had this transpire because in my head I was like, Well, Asti's an integral part of this campaign. So Ken's not just gonna let her die if she doesn't know this symbol. As long as some of us know it. But now I know I need to think to myself well, Ken's not going to do... No, wait, Ken will let that happen. So I need to go ahead and address that. Yeah, Ken will actually let that happen. Dude, your other... Mazvex had a book that has the apocalypse, a universe-ending apocalypse in it. And the more letters he uncovered, the more the universe was unraveling. So... He already got two letters. Yeah. There aren't many letters, though. <laughs> Eldred never wrote his name in it. Oh, it's a different book. Oh, it's a different book. Uh, no, Eldred did write his name in the other book. And like the that was good a good book. book. That was yeah. a good book. Yeah, that was <laughs> maybe not the good book, but it was we a. Don't even open, we don't even open the other book. No. Oh my God, no. Yeah, like it was a big deal when pages from the other book broke open because there's a whole chunk of it that's sealed, and all it contains is a name. That's it. Just a name. But Gurdon has two letters. Or not Gurdon. Uh, Mazfax has two letters of that name. Not like I don't even think he's opened the book. They've just been like manifesting his mind, right? Isn't that how it's happening? Yeah. Well, he knows that the pages are unsealed. But there's been different events that have happened that have broken those parts of that seal. Yeah. The more he finds out about uh, certain symbols. Which, by the way... Gurdon's still alive in this time period. Or not Gurdon, Masvex is still alive in this time period, and that book definitely still exists. Nice. I no, don't I'm want Gurdon. I, I don't want Gurdon to have that book. Gurdon, I think, would be safer to have that book than Masvex. Uh but <laughs> there may come a point in time where you I ask you to RP Masvex for a little bit. I am one million percent here for it. And uh Caitlin, I apologize. I did take some liberties with your backstory. You have a little more backstory than you planned on. That's totally fine. I I mean, I never care if you take liberties with it. I'm like, here's my general idea. You run with it. If you want to incorporate it to the story, cool. If you don't, cool. Do what you want with it. These are just my general ideas of the character. Just like I did with Gil. Yeah. I think, oh. I think that's fun. Yeah. And Root, I'm so glad that you decided to to go ahead and stop. Because if you didn't, it would be a very different situation right now. Different good or bad? That's a great question. Uh, I would have changed it to a combat encounter instead of one you just succeed at. Um... But it wouldn't be great either way. Yeah. Yeah. If you're driving through a forest and Ken says you see something, you stop and you investigate. (laughs) So Ken says, (laughs) if Ken says roll anything, think about it. (laughs) Like, think about it real hard. You well, know, when I gotta... when let me talk to birds. I have a look at what the trees were saying. Yeah. 
like speak with animals. I think if you had cast that, that would allow you to do that. Um, I didn't think these, about. Yeah. My first thought was just, I'm a bird. I could probably talk to birds. No, that was actually quite reasonable. That's why I was like, yeah, some of them are going to react to the RN. I'm like, there's only so much they can do. Unfortunately, whatever's it, you know, the troll and Garalan fight is scaring them way more than they're interested in. Oh shit, someone talks to us? Okay, fuck it, we'll find out later. <laughs> oh my god, I swore I was going to do a short session today. I got a little carried away with some of my descriptions. I apologize. Uh, that triangle thing has been on my mind for like months. All good, all good. Pyramid head. <laughs> Man, uh, have you guys seen the movie The Void? Yeah. 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 So the the weird void symbol at the end, like that was like its face. Nice. Yeah, a little Lovecraftian, little horrendous. Well, yeah. I hope you all had a good time. Uh, between the combat encounter, the RP, and surviving this potential boss fight, which became nothing. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to say please take 3,500 experience points. Uh, quite a big deal. Because we made good choices? You make good choices. Uh, letting the Duke die was pretty funny. I mean, it's not 100% that he's dead. It's better odds than not that he's gone. Um, but now you're left with just Manso and a bunch of stuff. Cool, I'm going to dig through all his stuff immediately. Well, no, let me pause that. After we make sure Manso's not going to kill us, I'm going to dig through yeah. all his shit. That's why I said it. I either made a wise decision or a poor decision. We would. All right. So let me make an assumption here. We all had a dream. <laughs> you don't have to answer that. I'm making assumptions and I'm thinking out loud. He's gonna know something happened that is beyond our abilities. He's already a little sketched about the area. So I feel like this is going to be an easy sell that I, that that we didn't do this. Sure. Look forward to finding out how you guys resolve that next time. I don't plan oh, on resolving anything. We're just moving on with it. I mean, that's that's resolving it too. A result of no results is still a result. There you go. Hey, science. That's right. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and end the stream. So, yes. Farewell, viewers. Have a great night, everybody. Thank you all for coming along with us. Uh, apologies it went so late. I hope you had fun. Yay. We sure did. You guys start going for the okay. Back rate. <laughs> oh, yeah. Back rate. All right. Night, guys. Good night, y'all. Yeah. You guys. All right, thanks for listening. If you want to watch our shenanigans live, come check us out on Twitch at Happy Boom Gaming. We play every other Thursday from 8-ish to 10-30-ish, uh, depending on how well we keep track of time. Uh, we hope to see you all there. Thanks for coming. <laughs>